Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, I guess our central passage today will be Luke 10, if you want to turn there. I will kind of be all over. That just won't be the the, the one message. But uh, but uh, just turn there, because we will we'll get there eventually, I hope. Title of the message is Stress Less. Peace in your schedule. Peace in your schedule. Hmm. I read about a, a Chinese fella, teenager. Uh, I cannot pronounce his name, so I'm going to call him QJ, okay? Q and a bunch of whole letters after that, and J had a whole bunch more letters after that, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Let's call him QJ. And QJ was a, he was a juggler. You know, juggle those things and catch them and juggle those things and catch them and what made him a little different than most jugglers was he would, he would uh, juggle uh, Rubik's Cubes. Now, if you're close to my age, you know what a Rubik's Cube is. Kara looks back there. She has no clue because she's a young one. But you know what a, uh, a Rubik's Cube is. It's a, a cube, and they had all different colors on it. And the object of the Rubik's Cube was to get all the colors on the same on each side of the Rubik's Cube. I never did that. Okay, I just couldn't do it. But you know what I'm talking about. I mean, one side yellow, one side green, blue, and whatever the color was. Well, he would, he would juggle these Rubik's Cubes. And when he caught one of them, he would twist it a couple of times in his hand, and then he would catch it and throw it up again and catch the next one and twist it, and, and twist it and catch, twist it and catch. And, and he kept doing this. And within five minutes... Within five minutes, he had all three Rubik's Cubes perfect. All the colors at the same place. Amazing. I mean, this guy could juggle, and he could twist, and he could get it all at the same point. I mean, that, 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 that's talent. I mean, I can't get one sitting down, much less trying to. I mean, he was a great juggler. You know, sometimes I think we are like that in our own lives, are we not? We are trying to juggle things in our lives as things come up and we're trying to juggle them with our, with our schedule and our time and our pace and we're trying to catch them and we're trying to throw another one up and we just, I don't know about you, but life is just busy and we try to juggle everything. And I got to thinking some of the things that we try to juggle in our daily lives, man, you know, we've, I mean, if you're young enough to be working, you've got to juggle a job, do you not? You know, the boss wants you to be there at certain times, and he won't let you go until a certain time, and you've got you to juggle that. as That's kind of a priority. And so you juggle that. You juggle family. You juggle spouses. You juggle kids. You juggle grandkids. You, you try to work your schedule around their schedule, and, and how am I going to get here, and how am I going to get them there, and, and we, we juggle that. Uh, we juggle our health. We all want to be healthy, don't we? So we all eat healthy. I know we all do, and I know we all exercise, but, well, maybe some. But we juggle that. How am I going to stay healthy? And, how am I, and if I'm not healthy, what have I got to do? Juggle those times to get to those doctor's appointments. 
And we just, we, we, we have a lot of balls up in the air, do we not? And we just keep juggling those. And then we try to look for time to at least sleep. You know, get a few hours of, of wink in there. Uh, I would just say this, last night our, our granddaughter slept with us last night, speaking of sleep. And, and she sleeps right between us. And I'm here to say that I didn't get much sleep last night. She, there's a leg on me. There's, a, there's an arm on me. There's a head on me. So, yeah, I'm juggling, juggling trying to sleep. <laughs> Not now, but, but maybe this afternoon, okay? <laughs> oh, what a booger. We juggle household responsibilities. We juggle our hobbies. When are we going to get a hobby in? When are we going to have some free time? When are we going to be able to do this? We juggle our finances. I mean, we, we always want to have, a, have more money than we have month. And we kind of juggle that. It makes it a little more difficult. We juggle our spiritual lives, do we not? We juggle, how am I going to get to the church this Sunday? Um, I've got to do that. And, and the preacher just keeps ragging on me all the time about I'm supposed to be reading his word. He, he's always telling me to get his word. Now am I going to do that? And he wants me to pray all the time. And, man, I just, how am I going to do that? And I, and, I, and I juggle that spiritual life that we have. And how am I going to? pray and read and, and praise him. I mean, I just, and do we not juggle that? And, and now what's happening, we, now we got Christmas. And that is a stressful time of the year. And how do we juggle Christmas parties and juggle that life? And we juggle our time and we juggle our health and we juggle all those kind of things. And I was, what I was thinking about that, I go, man, I'm already tired. Just writing this list down. But you get the point, don't you? I mean, I mean, we are so busy trying to, to keep those ruby cubes going that we don't drop. And we try to just, just uh, make life fit. And, and you wonder, how can, we, how can we live a life that's a little bit less stressful? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we want to have less stress, do we not? But if we look at those lists and all those things that we got to juggle... How are we going to do that? Well, I, I, I hope that we can. We'll hopefully uh, this, this week and next week we'll look at how we can have peace in our schedules. I hope that will help us. You know, two weeks ago when we, were, we uh, preached a message and we talked about how to have peace with God, how to have peace with God in circumstances that, that we have no control over. And if you remember, we talked about the first thing we got to do if we're ever going to have peace in this old world is we got to know God. And the only way that we can know God is have a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way. You see, we can't go to God the Father on our own without Jesus in our life. It's just not going to work. He's holy and perfect, and we're not. And the only way we can ever know God, to have the peace of God and peace for God and with God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you might think you're going to have peace, but you'll never have peace without, number one, knowing Him as, as Father and knowing His Son as Lord and Savior. Not going to happen. Second thing that we talked about is to live in constant fellowship with Him. You want to have peace in this old world, you've got to know Him, and you've got to have constant fellowship with Him. Constant fellowship means you're talking to Him. I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if you got a spouse and you never talk to her or him, I mean, there's not much fellowship going on there, is there? 
You see, God wants us to speak to him. And he wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray without ceasing. He wants us to have a, an awareness of him in our lives 24-7. I mean, yeah, we, we might pray a little bit in the morning. We might pray a little bit before we go to bed. Uh, but that gap right there, what are, we, what are we doing? Are we having fellowship with him too? We must have a presence of him in our lives and visit with him. The third thing that we talked about real quickly is we must be honest with him about our sin and honest with him about our life. You want to have peace in this whole world? You've got to be honest with God. Number one, he already knows, okay? But he wants us. He doesn't mind us tell, coming, coming to, for us to come to him and say, you know, God, I, I, I just don't agree with that. I just don't agree with that. That's okay. Or, God, I do agree with that. Or, God, I, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you, God, as, I, as I'm having fellowship and praying with you that, yeah, I did this. I wish I had not done that. But I tell him specifically what my sin is. You see, that's open and honest. And see, when, when, we, when we are convicted by the Holy Spirit and we have something that we need confessing and we need forgiveness and we need cleansing for, you know, the only way to get that truly is to go to him, confess it to him specifically, and let him know what you did. You see, that's coming to him with a humble and a contrite heart. That's not trying to, trying to hide, hide anything from God. And if we ever want to have peace in this whole world, we've got to be open and honest with him and let him know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and what we've done and what we wanted to do. And confess that. Let him forgive us and cleanse us up. And the last thing that we talked about is to be intentionally thankful. Thankful. Thankful for what he has done for us. Thankful for his blessings. His blessings because God's word tells us what? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. The father of lights who gives us those. We're thankful for the blessing or we're thankful for the giver of those blessings. And that's kind of the thought I've had for the last two or three weeks is, yeah, we're thankful for the good that he gives to us. But are we thankful for the giver of that good? Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. I'm thanks for that. But we thank the giver of that gift. So that's what we have looked at in the past. And I, and I said that because I think we need to know that as we continue on in this journey of being stressless, as, as we find or looking for peace. And how, how do we do that as we juggle so many, so many balls in the air, especially at this time of the year? How, how, what can we do? So today will be part one of the message, and next week will be part two. But what can we do? So that's where I want to go today, hopefully. And that brings us to Luke 10. And uh, I kind of use this, this Luke 10 as a basis, if you would, uh, for the message. Not all of it, but a, a basis, I guess you might say. And we'll be in 38 through 42 in Luke. And we are looking at two sisters, Martha and Mary. Okay? All right, let's, let's read, starting verse 38. It says, as, as, Now, as they were traveling, that's Jesus, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Jesus knew Martha, and he knew the sister, and because they were sisters to Lazarus. Okay? Verse 39. She had a sister named Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. 
But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not even care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? (laughs) Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Martha and Mary, two interesting little little sisters there. Martha, busy, got things to do, has responsibilities, is focused on getting stuff done. I would say she is driven, if you would. Driven to succeed, driven to get done what she needs to get done. And I think sometimes we, we give Martha a bad rap there. Sometimes I think we come down too hard on Martha because we see Martha as being so busy and, and, and just doing, doing, doing. And, and as I look at that and I read that, I'm thinking, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe I can relate a little too much to her being driven to get stuff done. Nothing wrong with about getting stuff done. Then we have Mary. Mary's a little bit different, is she not? She's not as busy. She's not as driven. She's probably a little more laid back, if you would. And we find her, where do we find her? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus was her most important priority in life. And we see this contrast between these these two sisters, okay? Sisters that had the same mother and the same dad and lived in the same house, and yet totally and completely different. Can anybody relate to that? Man, I can. I got two boys, and they're like, on both ends of the scale. So I I understand that. So we have this, 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 one is driven and one is not so driven. Um, So we're going to contrast those. But I have to ask you a question. And it's, and it's a little bit of a serious question. In your schedule, in your day-to-day schedule, is spending time with the Lord a priority? Or is it something that you try to work in when you have the time? Let me rephrase that. Is this a priority, spending time with the Lord? (laughs) Or are we so busy that we just got to work it in, if we can, because of our busyness? That's where I hope the message goes today. Priority, work it in when I can. That's where I want to go. Because of how you answer that question goes a long way determining how much peace you have and it goes a long way to determine how stressful your life is. Priority? Nah, not so much. We see Martha in this story. She welcomed the Lord into her house. She was a believer just like us. Come on in, Jesus. Come on in, Jesus. Have a seat, Jesus. But I'm kind of busy right now, okay? 
I, I got to get the turkey cooked. I got to get the table set. I've got to clean. I got to do all of this stuff. And, and then once I get this stuff, Jesus, then, then, then we'll sit and visit. Then we'll sit and visit. But right now, Jesus, I'm, I'm just a little busy. And, and, and I'll work you in, Jesus, when I get everything done. And then we have Mary, a little different approach. We find Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. We find Mary, her top priority in life is her relationship with the Lord. Her top priority is spending time with the Lord. Yeah, she's got stuff to do, yeah. Because sister's already told her, you need to be helping me in the kitchen. And oh, by the way, Mary, go get that table cleaned up, fixed up, ready to go, Mary. Yeah, she had things that she had to do. But when Jesus entered the room, when Jesus came in, what did she do? You are my first priority. And I cannot wait to sit at your feet and to give you all of my attention. And then after I have done that, then yeah, I'll, I'll go do what I got to do. But you see, to Mary, her priority was her Lord. To Martha, her priority was the things that she had to get done. Big difference, is there not? You see, that's the question that I asked you just a minute ago. And, and, and it's, a, it's a tough question. Is your relationship with Jesus and holy God, is it your most precious priority or is it down the list of things I've got to do? Uh, I'm not going to ask you what you thought. Because when I point one finger back at you, I got two pointing back at me. So many of us can relate to Martha, can we not? Yeah, yep, I'm a believer. I love the Lord. Come on into my life, Jesus. Come on in and, and, and sit a while. Come on in, Jesus, and then let me get all this done first. And then we'll spend some time together. We'll have a sweet fellowship, if you would. And what, Mary, what Martha has done in her life, and we do it so many times with our life, is we base our schedule on the things that are important, the things that we've got to accomplish. And after that, then, then we'll work in. Then we will read his word. Then we will pray. Then we will praise him. But the foundation of Martha's life is my schedule is so important, I'll get all that done. And then we'll spend time with the Lord. That's where her foundation was. What was important, what she had to accomplish, came first in her life. Mary is a little bit different. All she wanted to do was spend time with her Lord, pray, reading, praising, thinking about Him, meditating on Him, pondering. And she, she wanted to start her day that way. And then once she spent time with the Lord, once she found out what the Lord was wanting her to do for today, then what? Then she would go back and help sis. Do what sis needed her to do. She loved the Lord so much that, that she, it didn't bother her if sister was upset at her. 
You see, sister was now, Martha was, Lord, can't you make her do that? Would you tell her? And what Jesus said, no, she's, she's doing what she needs to do. Spend a quiet time with me. Spend time listening to me. Sitting at my feet. Leaning back against me, Jesus would say. And being fed from Jesus. From her Lord and from her Savior. And after she had done that, then I'll go set the table. Then I'll go do what she wants me to do. Man, as I was looking at this. Hit me right between the eyes. Because, yeah, I too get busy. I too have things to do. I too many times build my life on what I got to accomplish today and what's important today, and I got to do this and I got to do this. And, and, I, and I shove my relationship with the Lord kind of down, down the list, if you would. And if I'm ever going to have peace with the Lord, I can't, you can't do that. I can't do that. I got to make Him a priority in my life. Because sometimes what we get is, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And if I get to this, that's great. If I get to reading his word today, man, that'll be good. I get to praying, that'll be good. Praising, yeah, that'll be good. But if I don't, there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. And what do we lose out of today? Spending time with the Lord. I don't know, I just got to... I mean, that, one of the reasons why we give those daily Bible readings at the beginning of the year so you'll read the Bible, that's one of the reasons. It, it is a reminder that I've got to keep up with this. If I'm going to read through the Old Testament or the New Testament or the whole Bible, I've got to be conscious about what I'm doing. I've got to make it a priority. You see, we have to be able to do that. So many times we build our lives on the temporal things of this old world and not the eternal. Mary, built on eternal. Martha, built on the temporal. Because life was too busy. She had too many balls to keep juggling. We hit the road running, don't we? We hit it running every day. Is he a priority? Or is he an add-on to your life? If he's an add-on to your life, you will have more stress in your life than as if he is a priority. The Bible says to do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it says what? And all of these things will be added to you. You see, that was, that was Mary. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all those things be added to you. Martha, I want all these things first. And then I'll seek the kingdom of God. You see the difference? Man, I do. <laughs> I do. And it's not a pretty picture. You see, you see, Jesus has to be the foundation of your life. So that when you build your life. You're building on that solid foundation of who Jesus is. And as we go about our business and our jobs and our life, and we build those lives, we're building on a foundation that will never fade, 
will never leave us, will never fail us, will never forsake us. When we have a car wreck, when we have a cancer, when we have whatever we have, our life is built on the foundation of Christ. And we build it. And we can be successful. But when we build it on the temporal things of this old world, the shifting sands, as the parable would say, and we build our life, and the storms of life come, and you read that parable in Matthew 7, and it says what? When the winds came, and it blew, and the rains, and the flood, and what happened to that, that, that life that was built on a foundation of doing stuff, the Bible says what? Washed away. That life was washed away. We must build on the solid rock of Christ if we're ever going to have peace in a stressful times of your life. We must learn to build on the strong sands of Christ. What about Jesus? How did he do it? How did he accomplish this stuff? I mean, Jesus was... I mean, he was, he was an important guy. And, 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 and when we read about Jesus, he had, uh, you thought you were busy. He's really busy. I mean, he, had, he has things he's got to get done because, see, his time is short. And he knows he's got to get this accomplished. And he's got a lot of demands on his life. He's got, everywhere he goes, he's got this crowd that keeps following him. You know, they, they want to hear his teaching. They want to. They, they, they want to see him heal people. They want to touch his, his garment so he'll, they'll be healed. They want to see a miracle. And, and yet Jesus is, he's so busy during the day. But how did he manage that? Why, why could he, the Bible never says that he was rushed, never said he was panicked, never said he was stressed out, never said, man, I got to, man, I got to get that done today. The Bible never says that, does it? How could he do that? Over and over in the Bible, in the New Testament, it says Jesus went off by himself to pray. That, that Jesus wanted to spend time with his Father. That Jesus was a, it was a priority to, to be able to speak to his daddy. So that his daddy could show him the purpose of his life. To, so his daddy could show him what, what we needed to do today. And what do we need to accomplish and what we don't need to do today. And he spent hours, hours on his knees just praying to the Father. Father, show me, show me, Father. Father, I know you have a plan. And Father, I know you have a purpose for my life. And God, I come to you as your foundation, Father, of, of my relationship with you. And speak to me, Father, so I'll know today what you want me to do today and tomorrow and the next day. See, that's how Jesus could live his life that way. That's how he could have a stressless life, if you would. And, you know, and I got to think about this. If, if Jesus needed that, if he needed to speak to the Father, if he needed that and he had to have it as he progressed on his day, how arrogant of us to think that we can live a life and we never talk to him. We never ask him. We never say, God, what's your plan today? What's your plan? What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to accomplish today? And what you don't want to accomplish today? And we think, I can handle this. I can do this. But Jesus couldn't. 
What makes you think that you can? Well, I'm here to tell you you can't. And I say that in love. <laughs> you can't do it. You've got to be able to spend time with the Lord. When you're building a house, you've got to build on a strong foundation. Jesus' foundation was his father and his relationship with his father. Our foundation is Christ and our relationship with Christ as we have a relationship with the Father. For the Christian, we must have that foundation. We must have the same foundation that Mary had where a priority was in our relationship and not in our doings. That's got to be our first priority. There's a, there's a quote in, the, in the, the runner's world, if you would, of, and it says, if it's important to you, you'll do it. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. And it's talking about running and training and getting ready for doing all those kind of things. But it's talking about life, is it not? If it's important, you'll find a way or you'll find a reason. If it's important, you'll find a way to do it. And if it's not, you'll find an excuse. Got to cook the turkey. I got to clean the table. I got to prepare. I got things to do. I got a job. I got kids. I got health. I got hobbies. And if it's not important, you'll find an excuse. And the question is, how do we, how do we juggle that? How do we juggle life? And we put an emphasis on our spiritual life. It is finding a significant and uninterrupted time that you and I have as we spend time with the Lord. Spending time with the Lord, reading His Word, praying, praising, meditating, pondering, thinking about, doing, be doers. You see, that's what we've got to get in our lives. Spending time and letting nothing interrupt that time. Mary, nothing interrupted her time with the Lord. Martha said, yeah, I'll get to it when I can. <laughs> How do we have peace that surpasses all understandings? Foundation of Christ in our life. And making that our priority. Spending time with the Lord does not have to be in the morning. Does not have to be at noonday. Does not have to be at night. I would say whenever it works for you. But I would say this. Do it anyway. Whenever it works for you. Do it in the morning if you, got, if you need to. Good time to do it. Maybe at lunch, when you're eating lunch, that might be a good time to spend a little time with him. Maybe at night before you go to bed, spend a little time with him. And develop that habit. Because if it's important to you, you'll find a way to do it. And if it's not, we've all got built-in excuses, <laughs> thousands of them every day, that we can go, ah, there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. And if you've watched any of the Rocky movies, you'll understand there's a quote in there that says, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Gina's not here. She would, she, she would understand what I'm saying. There is no tomorrow. And, and in reality, there's not. I mean, do it today. Do it today. I want to encourage you today to be a Mary 
and not a Martha. Martha, uh, not, not bashing her, but she had her priorities all mixed up, didn't she? Yeah, we got to do what we got to do. That's life. Yeah, we do. I got no problem with that. But Mary's, this is my priority first. This is the most important thing in my life. And I'm going to take care of business first. And then I'll add the rest of that to my life. You want a stressless life, you begin right there where Mary began. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, giving him all your attention. And then you can start your day knowing where you're headed. As the piano played, Dirk, what we got back there? Back there. I don't know how God's spoken to you. But I just, man, I just want to encourage you, man. I mean, we, we are busy, busy people. But you're going to be real busy if you put your relationship with your Lord at the, at the tail end of your list. Encourage, encourage you to do it. Yeah, you might have to make a change. You might have to think about that. You might have to go, boy, I've got to do that. One of the great things that I have found as I'm trying to read through the Bible this year is the understanding that I've got to do it today because <laughs> I'll get so far behind, I'll never get this done. And it forces me to, to be in the board. I don't like that word force, but you know what I'm saying. We'll bow our heads and close our eyes. I just pray that God spoke to you today. Man, I would just, what a great thing if, if, if God would just change a heart right now. A Christian's heart to say, I want my priority to be you and not this old world. Or maybe two or three Christians said, I want to change and not live just for the world. I want to put you first. What a great day that would be. I might never know, but I'm going to ask you to do business with God right now. If you've never been born again and accept Christ, this day would be a good day to do it. You'll never have peace in this whole world without knowing who Jesus is in your life, making Him Lord and Savior. As the music plays, you do business with the Lord. Confess to Him that this, this is who you are. You're more of a Martha than a Mary. He knows it. Be open and honest with Him. Father, we thank you for this time. Father, I ask that you'll just forgive me, Father, when I don't make you my number one priority. Father, I pray that you would change my heart and change my mind when I begin to just schedule my day on the things that I got to get done and not give it to you first. Father, I pray you will be that number one priority in my life. Father, I pray for these, this church body that they too will understand that being 
being a Mary with their priorities is so much better than being a Martha. But I, 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 I pray for this body. I pray for our, our church body, Father. That as they live their lives, they're building their lives on the foundation of Christ as the most important aspect of their lives. And when we do, Father, we build our lives on you and not on the temporal things of this world. Father, I praise you for who you are. I thank you for these that have come and heard this message today. Father, I pray it's not just a message that goes in one ear and out the other. But it's a message, Father, that stops in our hearts and stops in our minds. And we remember it. And we change through your power and through your strength to make you the most important thing. Father, we love you and we thank you for what you're doing today. And the hearts that have been changed today. In your holy, precious name, I ask you. Amen. Guys, are dismissed. Have a great day.